Hey everybody, welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week we're looking at Christ's glory and the fact that prophecy only comes from God. That's right, Two Fish community. We are back this week and wow, what a crazy couple of weeks we have had. Yeah. Nick was sick for about three or four days, one week, Sicker. and we yep. and we missed. We got a we got a week in, and then the next week after that, I was sicker than a dog. So, yeah, neither of us had COVID though. And then also the night that we actually record this has been full. God's been using that evening for other things and other ministries. So our schedule has kind of gotten all shifted. So basically, it's been an every other week show lately. Yeah, so thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, as we talked about at the intro, uh, we're going to do the second half of Second Peter 1. Uh, so we'll be in verse 12 through 21. Yeah, let's get right into it. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty." For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. As to light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. All right, there we go. Let's go back up to the top here. I guess as a refresher from, it's been several weeks now. Um, the first part of the chapter, Peter's writing to the early church, and he's saying, hey, we have the faith now, and because of that faith in Jesus Christ, we're going to start to gain these fruits, and they're going to build on each other. We talked about it kind of being a checklist. We reflected on ourselves and saying, hey, where am I in this checklist? It started with faith as a virtue, and then it would turn to knowledge, and then knowledge to self-control, and then steadfastness, and then godliness, and then brotherly love. Like, it's it's a checklist. Hey, this is going to go to this, is going to go to this, is going to go to this. And as we grow as Christians, and we start to bear fruit because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we're going to start showing these things. So in this section, we're going to start today. My Bible says, therefore, but I like what your Bible says. What What did your Bible say? So I will always remind you. Okay, so we've gotten through this list of these qualities we need to have, but I'm still going to remind you. I'm, I still need to remind you. It's something we need to remind ourselves all the time. Okay, where am I at in this checklist? I need to get to godliness. I need to get, I need to, get to the next, I don't want to say level, because Christianity isn't about levels. It's not like, 
once we get to a certain level, God will reveal more to us. That's not, that's not how God works. I'm constantly going to be reminding you, you need to be working on these qualities and establish yourself in truth, which is, you know, God's word. Right. We're going to be working on those steps from goodness to knowledge, to knowledge, to self-control, self-controlled perseverance and perseverance to godliness. And right here, Peter, like he just got done telling you those. And he's once again, even though you know these, you know these truths. These are the things that I got to remind you of. These are the things we got to remind ourselves of. Verse 13 goes on to say, I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. So as long as you are living as a human, you haven't died and gone to heaven, you need to constantly be reminding yourself of these things that we probably all need to work on. Like there's nothing on that list that you're probably perfect at. Yeah. Like maybe you weren't good today. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you didn't practice self-control. I think what Peter's really trying to remind us then is kind of here in verse 14, it starts, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon as the Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. That That's him saying, hey, I know that I'm, it's about over for me. I'm about to die. And we know we talked about last time in this, in this study, Peter does get crucified like Jesus, only not like Jesus. He refuses to do it like Jesus and they hang him upside down did it upside down. Yeah. And so I think he realizes probably he's been, he's obviously been arrested several times now. Uh, there's probably rumor around town. Hey, they're going to be coming for Peter. I mean, I don't know exactly what he's saying, but Jesus Christ made clear to him. This is about his time. And so verse 15, I will make every effort so that after my departure, meaning his death, you may be able to at any time, recall these things to be able to look back and see this list that he's called for us. And obviously we know he he accomplished that because we have it right here in God's word. Ah, he he set out for that and, and he put it in writing and luckily that was preserved for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um and and these are as we'll get to later in this, these are God's words. This is this is God speaking through Peter and we're lucky enough that it got put on paper and preserved. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, what more could we ask for? But these are messages that are wrote on our heart as well. There are things you know deep in your soul. You know them. You don't have to flip the book open to Second Peter one all the time because mm-hmm. it's wrote in your heart. God's word is wrote on your heart. These are things you should be trying to live out and trying to do on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times though, it's easier said than done. Oh, it's always easier said than done. <laughs> I don't always want to be good, especially out there on the road these days. Holy cow. Verse 16, for we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Cleverly devised myths. I think what he's saying here is, I just want to reiterate, I'm not making this stuff up, which a lot of times nowadays you you can see it on YouTube, all these people saying the Bible's not accurate, the Bible's not 100% true. And they go through these studies and, oh, it was just man-made and all this stuff. And Peter's saying, no, I was there. I got to see it all. I'm actually doing a study through Galatians right now. Paul is writing to the to the people there in that area called Galatia. Um, he's mad because after he left, they let these false teachers come in 
And basically they were saying kind of the similar stuff is, Hey, that's not true. You need to actually do this. And Paul lied to you. And, and I think Peter's trying to basically say the same thing here is it, it, we didn't make this stuff up. It's not changing. This is what God said. This is what Jesus said while he was here. You need to make sure you're always remembering this. Don't, don't drift off into some new revelation kind of thing. 2000 years later, Peter's writing to us here. I mean, don't fall for this new stuff. Don't fall for this cleverly devised myths. We were there. We were witnesses. You can trust this source. Your point on that, Nick, uh, brought me to something I just recently read. Uh, so Luke chapter 8, uh, verse 9 through uh, 10 here. And this is where uh, Jesus is teaching the parable of scattering seeds. In verse 10, Jesus replied to the disciples, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. So the disciples were given even more of an insight, right? And it it goes on to say, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. With what you're saying, and I think what Peter is saying here, I had firsthand knowledge. Even Jesus said, you're permitted to understand this. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you that knowledge. And And later he goes, Jesus tells them, I need you to go out and share this knowledge, mm. right? Yeah. And I think that's what Peter's hammering in here as he's pro- approaching the end of his life. He knows he's coming to an end, and he's kind of – I just recently heard a guy tell me every good story starts it with the truth and ends with the truth, right? You, you start with one point, and you kind of end with that point. And here Peter's coming to the end of his life, and he's, this is where I started. I'm going to kind of end with this too. Yeah. And I'm going to reiterate the fact what Jesus told me over here. I'm telling you the same thing here at the end. That's good. I do like that. Starts with the truth and ends with the truth. Verse 17 then continues, for we receive, for when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was born to him by majestic glory. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice from heaven for we were with him on the holy mountain. So Peter's recalling here when they were up on the mountain and Moses and Elijah showed up and Jesus was there and kind of had this, he glowed. He looked more like his heavenly self um, and God God's voice came and said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And there wasn't, there was only a couple handful of the disciples and Jesus there. And then Moses and Elijah appeared. And then God, this voice comes down. There was just a small group of people that were with Jesus there. And Peter saying, Hey, I know so-and-so down the road is going to come into town and he's going to say, this is what God revealed. He said, but Hey, if it doesn't line up with what I'm writing to you here, because I was there, I know what was revealed. I was there when it was revealed. He said, you got to make sure that your sources, and I think that's good for us now, no matter what it is, is look at the source and where is the source coming from? Is it a trustful and reliable source? Was it boots on the ground kind of source? And Peter's saying, I was in the boots with Jesus. Okay. No, I like that. And uh, if you want to point back to those scriptures, so it would be found in Matthew seventeen five, Mark 9, 7, Luke 9, 35 is where you would go find uh, that conversation that happened on on the mountain. Like Nick said, once again, go back and test. Test it back to Scripture. Test it back to the original source. And a lot of times I like to, because 
as we're reading, our translations are so different. Yeah. It's good to pull out your like U version Bible app and read a couple of different versions and kind of paint that picture a little bit better for yourself. Yeah. Does I don't use U version. Does it have? Can you do them side by side where you can read them together? No, I like uh, that about Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible is where it's at. Yep. Yep. But no, you can easily toggle between the two. Okay. But. And I like what you said there about going back and testing against Scripture. And I think we're gonna, and I think that's very important what you just said there as we move on here. Verse 19, the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as a, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing first that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. Let's stop right there. Peter's saying prophecy is only going to come from scripture. And like what you said, it should always be able to be tested against the scripture. So if someone's coming out and saying, and I know this happens in churches a lot nowadays, is saying, oh, I'm, I believe that on this day, you're going to get this, this is going to happen to you and you're going to be this and that. If it has, if it doesn't make any sense against what scripture says, like, here's a good example. Let me give you a perfect example. Just popped in my head. If someone prophesies and says, Hey, this is when Jesus is going to come back. I've done the calculations. I've read the stars. Jesus revealed it to me. Jesus's second coming is going to come on whatever day they say. Well, okay, let's go to scripture. What does scripture say? Uh, not even the son knows. Not even Jesus knew. Not even Jesus knew. Only the father knows. So I don't care if Joe Blow, your pastor, says, Jesus revealed to me this is when. Scripture says, no, only God the father knows. So there's a great example of saying, hey, someone prophesied. Well, if it doesn't line up with scripture, Peter's saying, we were there. We, we can we can interpret, we can prophesy more fully because we were there with Jesus and it's not going to come. It's only going to come from the scripture, not someone's own interpretation of something that was revealed to them. Right. If it, if it doesn't line up with scripture at all, like either that, that guy misunderstood what he was being told. Yeah. Or he wasn't being told anything from God and, and quite often, Scripture also tells us that the the devil will take Scripture and twist it and use it against us, right? Yeah, he did it so, to Jesus. So you have to be careful when somebody is prophesying. It's just one of those sticky situations, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You, it's another rabbit hole of Christianity, how you can dive down into that. But if if you can't bring it back to the source and it doesn't line up. Yeah. I wouldn't follow it. Yeah. Verse 21 says for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy spirit. This is not something that makes them, you know, feel good in the moment. Someone they know is struggling with something and you, I mean, encourage all day long, be encouraged, encourage other people, but don't, but Peter's saying, watch out for people that prophesy, in, even in the name of God, because if it doesn't line up with what, what they're writing here in the Bible, it, like you just said, truth from, at the beginning, truth at the end, this whole scripture is truth. If it's not lining up here, you need to use some discernment and question that and say, hey, 
or maybe get some more information from the person. Like, hey, is that just you having this feeling? You know what I'm saying? Or is that really from God? Along those lines, one of the jumping back up to verse 19 here, Nick, um, my Bible reads, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. Ooh. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. It is completely reliable. Drop one more time, drop back down. Scripture, verse 20, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. Last time I checked, humanity stinks, and they are not very reliable. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> not completely reliable. <laughs> so I love that. That's I did, I'm glad you read that. Once again, like we said, multiple versions help complete the story. Uh, the other thing that really stands out to me here in verse 21, um, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So their Holy Spirit carried them through this. You go back and look at Paul. I forget what point it was, but Paul knew. And at this point, Peter knows his life's coming to an end. Yeah. He's probably got a pretty good idea. It's going to be a gruesome ending, right? Yeah. And and Paul knew, like, he was going to a city, and he knew he was going to be arrested and thrown in jail, right? Yep. Our fleshly bodies aren't going to willingly walk into that. No. We're going to bail. Like, we're going to find our way out. We're going to find a way around it. We're going to – but I think this right here says they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. They walked into those moments knowing full well – my time is limited. I'm either going to jail or like Peter's talking about here, his life is coming to an end. Yeah. You just read that 21 and man, I'm getting new nuggets out of this just while we're talking here. Verse 21, mine's the ESV says for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. How many times have you been in a circumstance where, Hey, we want to have an atmosphere of something. Let's let's, make sure that the Holy spirit has room to move. Like, yeah, we want to give the Holy spirit room, room, room to move, but is it our own fleshly will that it does? And it's not the Holy spirit actually doing its own thing. Are we allowing the Holy spirit to do its own thing? Or are we setting up moments? Are we setting up moments maybe for prophecy produced by the will of man. Hey, we're going to, we're going to give a, a moment for, someone to give prophecy like it's it's a setup it's not the holy spirit just walking in if you look in corinthians when it talks about spiritual gifts one of them is tongues you look in corinthians and we're talking about tongues of the holy spirit like it's not speaking in the spirit it's it's the holy spirit all of a sudden moving in that person's life you look in acts where the people call them drunks because they're talking in spirit but everyone understands them i just actually heard a story this week from my son's youth group, the guy, the pastor, one of the pastors said, Hey, they were, they're going on a trip, a little missions trip. And he said, man, we had this, we had this moment. We were praying for this lady, but the lady didn't speak English. And the person that was trying to communicate him didn't speak Spanish. And then all of a sudden she started praying for this lady in Spanish. She had no knowledge of Spanish, did not know how to speak that language. And in my mind, the way that I'm reading scripture is saying, 
that's gifts of the Holy Spirit. Like that is speaking in tongues. It's not speaking through the Holy Spirit like me and me and God do that, you know, people call babbling or whatever you want to say. Like that's the Holy Spirit. That person didn't plan to speak Spanish. That's the Holy Spirit. That's not the will of man when we talk about that produced by the will of man. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I need this to get done. Boom. You're speaking in that person's native language. Like that's not the will of God. And I think that's what Peter's saying here. Don't set these moments up. These moments will come when God's moving. I, th- I think Peter is saying, watch out for these moments. Oh, that might be. Yeah, I like that. More so than don't do not do this. Watch out for this, right? One, don't do it. Obviously, we shouldn't be doing it because that's not on the one's calling of election, right? Like, it's not goodness. It's not knowledge. It's not any of those. But as we come into knowledge, we need to be careful how we share that. Yeah. Right? But I think Peter is saying, I've, as we get into, if we get into chapter two, is talking about false teachers. So I think he's, it's more of a warning in this scenario of watch out for these setups. Watch out for a group of guys coming in and saying, yeah, we have a new revelation. Yeah. Just make sure it's actually God and scripture and not produced by the will of man. I love this. What a bunch of good nuggets here in the second half of the first chapter of second Peter. And rather than I think next week, rather than going into chapter two, I think we should go into the parable that you read from Luke um, where the sower throws the seed. So I think that's what we'll do next week. We'll go into that parable before we go into chapter two of second Peter. So stick with us, make sure you're subscribed and be back with us next week on the two fish podcast.